Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome back to the podcast. Fun fact, I was just trying to record the podcast and did not have my podcast equipment plugged in. Hashtag Johnny moments. <laughs> Hello, how are you guys doing today? I'm coming at you from my office. We officially have an egg chair in my office, and it is one of the most amazing chairs in the world. <laughs> Joe and I literally like fight for it. Um, if you do not have one, I highly recommend it. Um, the color does not go with the vibe of the office that I'm trying to create, but I'm looking for like a rose gold and white office and pink, but I could not find an egg chair that was like lighter in color. So it's kind of dark and I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I'm keeping the egg chair. I'd rather change everything else and keep the fucking egg chair. <laughs> Let's get into some business. Um, today, I want to talk to you guys about 10 ways I plunged into entrepreneurship. Now, these 10 things are things that I really ref- had to like think really hard to reflect back on and learn and notice um, so that I can teach you guys because I remember how fucking difficult it was to just make the choice to become an entrepreneur. I remember how difficult it was to invest in my first coach. I remember how difficult it was to make the choice to not go back to another job and to believe in myself enough because the number one reason why people don't buy, why people don't succeed, why people don't do the things is because they don't believe in themselves. And I'm experiencing this right now with Joe, who's my partner and also one of my clients. Yes, he is a paying client because he has a history of not showing up if he doesn't pay. So I do collect money from him. It goes to like the both of us, but still, um, it just gets transferred from his bank account to my bank account and then I pay taxes on it. So I kind of lose. But anyway, we are moving on. Um, But he's kind of... He's always wanted to be an entrepreneur. He's always like had this drive to it. However, he always gets sidetracked and he's worked with a few coaches. I'm his second or third coach right now. And he made $7,500 in the Rise and Thrive group coaching program. And before that, he was making $0. So he's succeeding. He's doing so well. But every day he wakes up and he's just in this place of like, I don't know if this is going to happen for me. Like, I just, I just don't know. And I had to reflect and think, did I ever think that? And I would say within the past 14 months, no. So this is 14 months in my business currently. However, before that, yes, (laughs) there were plenty of times where I fucking doubted myself. There were plenty of times where I didn't do the things and I kept going back to an easier job, easier quote unquote, because it wasn't actually easier. It was actually pretty miserable and living a miserable life is not easier, Um, but easier in terms of like, okay, there's a steady paycheck coming in. Even though at one point I was getting paid like $16 an hour, um, 
I was selling thousands of dollars worth of packages and I was only making $30,000 a year. Like there were so many jobs that I had that were just easier because the money kept coming in versus it actually made me happy, you know? So a little backstory on how I really decided to become an entrepreneur before we get into the 10 things that I did and I used to plunge straight into fucking entrepreneurship, like head first and do the things. Um, I have always had my own personal training clients. I have always had my my own nutrition clients. (sighs) Obviously not now because I don't do that. But um, I even owned a meal prep business at one point. Um, It lasted almost two years. We had one in Colorado and then we relocated it to New York. Um, I just always had this like idea of what I wanted. And when I was studying to be a dietitian, I knew that the jobs were pretty crappy in terms of like, I didn't actually want to do them, but I didn't just want to be a nutritionist. I didn't just want to not go to school and be a personal trainer. Like I wanted the title behind me. Um, I don't really know why, but I guess it sounds good. And you, you actually learn a lot. Like I'm pretty fucking smart and knowing about the human body and stuff like that, but to do what I do, or I used to do as a health coach, like I didn't actually need that, right? So it's helpful, it definitely is. But um, now I'm just rambling. But I knew that in the job market, there was going to be no jobs that I really wanted. So I decided that one day I was going to open up my own practice and my own like beautiful, huge center. And it was just going to be a giant wellness center with a physical therapist, with a personal training studio, with a healthy eatery, with um, registered dietitians, just like an overall beautiful wellness center. I also wanted to do wellness retreats, which I still kind of want to do, but that'll be for projects in the future. And so moral of the story is that I always had this thought of like, oh, I'm so smart. Where can I put my creativity? how do I make this happen? But I just never actually acted on the how. I just knew like what I didn't want, which was a clinical job, which was being a personal trainer for the rest of my life. And if that's something you want, then that's beautiful. It just wasn't for me. Um, And I knew what I did want, (laughs) which was a lot of fucking money and to be happy. And every time I pulled up Indeed, I was just like, oh, this is awful or every time I got a job offering or a job um, opening rather from my preceptors or from my graduate program or whatever it was, I was like, oh, maybe this will be it. And then again, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to be in a nursing home. I don't want to be in a dialysis center. Like that's just not for me. And so that constant knocking that like, hey, you have so many ideas and you're really fucking smart And you don't know how the fuck to do any of this, but like you still keep coming up with ideas. Like I would talk to people and I'd be like, oh yeah, you could definitely make money off of it and do this. And I would be like, oh wow, what if I do that? And then what if I do that? And all the fucking what ifs. And the way to, the way I plunged into entrepreneurship was removing the fucking what ifs, just removing them and just saying, what do I want? What do I want? Right? That's number one, by the way, I didn't actually kind of transition into that, nor did I plan that transition. But number one is focusing on what I want versus what I have. If we keep focusing on what we have and, oh, there's no jobs that I like and, oh, I'm broke 
and oh, I have so much debt, whether it's credit card and or student loans. Um, oh my goodness, I don't know how to do this. Oh, my Instagram engagement is so bad, and oh, I don't know that, and I've tried this, and it doesn't work. Like, if we keep focusing on what we have, then we're going to perpetuate getting more of what we have. And if what you have is not what you want, then we have to shift our focus to what we actually want. Right? It sounds very simple, and it sounds like, oh, well, duh. But this morning, like I said, going back to the story with Joe, I asked him, like, okay, so this is what you want, right? You're saying you actually want this online business. What are you focusing on when you wake up? And are you checking yourself? Are you checking how often you're going off of track of focusing on what you want? Or are you continuously refocusing back like, oh no, this is what I want. It's going to work. And he was like, oh no, I just keep getting sidetracked. And I'm like, that's fine. If you keep getting sidetracked, that's, that's not a problem. I always get sidetracked. Ooh, Instagram. Ooh, let's play with my dog. <laughs> Ooh, let's swing in the egg chair and do nothing. Ooh, I have more ideas for canvas. And it's like, okay, we can keep doing the things that excite us, or we can actually be strategic and get to where we want, right? So it's just this constant relearning experience, constant experience of just self-reflecting. Am I just getting sidetracked? Am I focusing on what I have or am I focusing on what I want? And when I went into entrepreneurship and I actually started doing the things and I hired a coach and all of those things, I stopped focusing on what I had and focused on actually what I wanted. So my recommendation to you is getting super fucking clear on what you want. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but get super clear on it and revisit it daily and stop focusing on what you have. If you don't want what you have, it's like, if you've ever heard, um, any sort of manifestation experts talk about, if you focus on what you don't want, you're going to get more of what you don't want. Like, I don't want the stomach fat. I don't want the stomach fat. I don't want the stomach fat. You actually get more of it, right? Also, we can't negatively, we cannot change from a negative place. We can only change from love, right? So this morning, Joe was like, oh, but I don't have enough money in this. And oh, I feel like I'm just struggling. And it's like, okay, well, what do you want? And then he said something negative. I forgot what the example was. And I was just like, okay, well, how do we frame that to be positive? Because you can't shit on yourself to change. If you guys listen to my confidence as a coach, I believe that's the name of it, um, podcast. I talk about how change can only happen from self-love. And if you don't actually love your current financial situation, you don't actually love your job, you can't be like, oh, I just don't want that. You have to know what you want, right? So get clear on that. And again, when I first hired a coach, when I first, uh, 14 months ago, when I dedicated my life to this, because the other times I didn't, like I would have clients, but I would always have something else. I had a nutrition, I had a dietetic office in a medical building in Glen Cove, but I was working at Orange Theory. When I had the meal prep, I was working in Orange Theory and then in Colorado, I was managing a gym. So like it, it was never my sole focus. And I'm not saying it like has to be in the beginning in order for it to be successful. I work with plenty of entrepreneurs who um, aren't full time yet and are still kicking ass in their business. One of my clients, Chelsea, is going to come on to my podcast. She'll be my first guest. I'm so excited. Um, and she worked with me and last year she worked with like three or four different coaches and just really didn't see results. And I'm not saying it's a coach's fault. I have no clue like what they did with her. Um, it's always the client who's responsible for it, but 
I came on in and we just reassessed her messaging. We reassessed what she was actually focusing her energy on. We reassessed her sales process and her product suite. I came on as a dietitian. Like we changed her business so much and now she's already making um, 10, 15 grand for only just the past few months in her business working with me. And it's been beautiful. And she's taken radical responsibility and she still works four days a week in a hospital. You know, so you, you can be successful, but if you're still somewhere else, but is this what you want? And how can we be positive about it, right? Number two is acting from possibilities, not current reality. If you guys have like ever listened to, to me, <laughs> you've heard me talk about this. Acting from possibilities, not your current reality, kind of similar to number one, but so often we just look for evidence to make us feel safe that yes, this is going to work, that yes, clients are going to come for this launch, that yes, I'm going to hit my goal, that yes, I'm always going to have consistent leads. There's there's no evidence (laughs) because we don't know what could possibly change in the future. For example, my um, entire plan for quarter two got so messed up because of COVID. And then we have the Black Lives Matter movement that started a few weeks ago. Um, And so everything just kind of got pushed back and that's fine, right? So if I relied on the evidence that in the previous times my launches have always gone very smoothly, let's say, (laughs) if you ask me during the launch, maybe not, but like you know, like just a lot more smooth than they have in this quarter because of everything that's going on in the world. And then I would be looking at false hope and false evidence. Like you don't know what's going to happen in the future. I cannot tell you what's going to happen in the future. You can only decide what you want. And what's possible is what the fuck you decide and what the hell you're willing to take action on. I did a story yesterday where I was just like, I just wake up every day and I say, Johnny, what are you willing to do for the goals you have? Just what are you willing to do? What are you willing to work through? Because it's not easy. You know, even when you do have a coach, it's, it's easier, a thousand percent fucking easier. But it's not easy. You still got to work and there's still a lot of downfalls. You know, any coach that says like, oh yeah, everything is just so easy and effortless. Like it gets to be easy because you just anticipate the fact that it might be a little bit difficult and it's going to be a little bit difficult at every level. But then getting to the next level, you're like, oh my goodness, look at all that that I get to do now. (laughs) There's so many new things. And so acting from possibilities, not your current reality or not previous things that have happened to you. Because if I had actually acted based off of my current reality or previous things that had happened to me, every single time I gave up being an entrepreneur, even when I built businesses to to 5, 10, 15K per month, I just always gave up when it got hard. So if I acted from my current reality or what was previously my history or previously true for me, I would have given up plenty of times. I could have probably like pinpointed when I would have given up what launch I would have given up, um, when bills got really high for my business, when I would have given up, when I outsourced a lot, like, you know, so it's really important to act from possibilities. What do you want to happen? And do you believe that that could happen to you? 
And the answer is always yes. The answer is just always yes. You don't need previous evidence to show you that it's possible. Because just because one client signs with you doesn't mean another client's definitely going to sign with you. You just decide that you keep going through the no's and then you get yeses. And yes, you do the things to become a better salesperson. Or I don't want to say better, but a stronger salesperson. Have better sales skills. Right? Number three. In order to plunge into entrepreneurship and keep fucking going, I removed any and all distractions and I constantly reassessed what was working and what wasn't. So when I talk about removing distractions, I talk about getting like your own space, kind of like I have right now in my office, finally. Um, I wouldn't work near other people. I wouldn't do like study dates. I wouldn't have Zoom calls with other entrepreneurs who were in the groups that I was in. Like, I just really just stayed focused. And I removed distractions. I removed distractions of Instagram. If somebody triggered me, till this day, I still just either unfollow them if I really like don't know them and don't really care to support them. Or I mute them. I don't read a lot of other people's content. You've heard me say that before. Um... I just remove any distractions. If it's distracting, you remove it. <laughs> Bye-bye. Go away. Like if my dogs were in here right now, I would watch Nina like lick her paws and it would give me massive like distractions. Right? So I create an environment that's friendly for me to work in. I have my essential oils. I have my egg chair. I have my water. I have a fuzzy blanket, a fuzzy pink pillow next to me. It's very obnoxious because it's also glittery, but I also love it. I just remove distractions and create a supportive environment for me, whether that's on Instagram or when I'm working. I also don't share a lot with my family. I don't share what I'm doing. <laughs> they don't really know. <laughs> Everyone's confused. I don't really share anything with them. And I didn't in the beginning either. I didn't even tell anyone I quit my job. You guys have heard me tell the story of how my dad like, still thought that I was working at a gym like two or three months ago. Like what? <laughs> I haven't been in a gym in like 14 months, you know? So I just filter what I share, how I share it and who I share it with. And I just stay really, really, really focused. I don't look for inspiration elsewhere. We don't need inspiration from anywhere else. We just need inspiration from ourselves. And like getting create into a creative flow by dancing, walking, stuff like that. I do like listening to a few people's podcasts. I don't listen to many. I listen to myself a lot. <laughs> but I listen to um, Manifestation Babe podcast. Um, I just really resonate with her and really love her. Um, I don't follow her on Instagram, though, because I just won't physically ever look at her. So it's just a waste of energy. So remove any, remove any distractions that are not helping. And constantly reassess what is working and what is not. I was working with a client the other day and we were looking at all of like um, the metrics in her business, where, where her leads are coming from, what sources, what sources are doing the best, which ones are converting the most, what funnels are working the best, what funnels can we get rid of, where she should be focusing her energy right now in her business. And it was the first time I had looked at her podcast numbers and I totally should have looked at it beforehand. But her podcast numbers are insane. She must have like four to 700 people watching her or listening to her. And that is where most of her clients come from. And her podcast title is really searchable. And it's beautiful for SEO. Like all of the things are there. And I saw that and I was like, whoa, 
okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to shift everything and we are going to haul ass on your podcast lady. You have to be able to reassess what's working and what's not. Nobody can tell you. Like, yes, as a business coach, I can look at certain things, but if you're not sharing those things with me and I didn't think to look there for whatever reason because I'm a human and things get missed, like, you, it's up to you as an entrepreneur. It's not my business. It's your business, right? So when I was working with a lot of one-on-one coaches, I never really waited for them to tell me what was working and what wasn't. I just consistently reassessed reassess how am I feeling? What is that? What did that do? What didn't that, what didn't do well? You know, for example, for my, I'm do I'm hosting a seven day, um, free training series starting on Monday, the 22nd on my Facebook group. The link is also in the bio and my Instagram. That's how you will sign up automatically. Um, but I was initially going to plan to do a bunch of masterclasses and just with the feedback that I've been getting from everybody on like, Hey, the masterclasses are so amazing. I love all these things. And then four days later, I talk to them and they're like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I realized that there has to be, there gets to be a higher level of accountability. And so therefore I switched my masterclasses that I was going to do for the remainder of my rise and thrive launch. and just put it into a seven day free training series with a lot more accountability. I cleared my schedule. I delegated a lot of tasks out to my team And now I get to serve a lot of leads and it will 100% lead me to my goal of um, getting what I think I have 11. I'm thinking about increasing it to 15 spots. So that would mean that I have 11 spots left, right? Would the masterclasses work? Probably, but I'm just feeling called to it. We get to continuously reassess what's working and what's not, right? Same thing in health. Did that work to get me to my goal or did that not? Right? I had a client also, last story for now, um, who was in the last Rise and Thrive, and now she's in the Mastermind, and she was insistent on posting every single day, and insistent on always having her um, stories green, like always have something there, and it was taking up so much of her energy, she was just like posting things to post things, and resharing things to reshare things, and just because she thought that that's what she had to do, because everybody's like, oh, don't go without anything on your stories, and post every single day if you want clients, and it's like, okay, that can be a thing, but is there an intention behind it, and how is it serving you, and it actually wasn't working, she wasn't getting any clients, and then throughout Rise and Thrive, she's not even, she has not even launched yet, but she's already made close to $3,000, It's epic. So constantly assess what's working for you. Fuck if somebody tells you to do something and you have to do it. Like, no, you get to decide what works for you. There's no one way to do anything in life, let alone business. The fourth thing that I did to plunge into entrepreneurship so I can be super successful is I hired a coach and got a plan from day one when I decided. Day one when I decided that entrepreneurship was going to be my thing. I didn't know that I was going to be a business coach. I didn't know exactly how much money I was going to make. I didn't have any money in my bank account. I spent all of it and then I charged half of it onto my card and put myself in further debt. I think I was close to like $30,000 in debt just on my credit cards alone. But when I decided that entrepreneurship was for me, and I decided I wasn't turning back because I was just so miserable in other jobs and so tired of being broke, I decided to hire people. And because I hired my coach and because I put myself in debt, even more debt, 
Again, there are going to be so many people who disagree with me. That's fine. This is my truth and this is why I'm here. But by hiring from that day one, I actually didn't give myself the chance to go back. I didn't give myself a chance to give up. It was a three-month program and I stuck to it for three months and I launched and I think I made close to four grand and then I was like, oh my goodness, okay, what do I do now? Okay, I need a one-on-one coach because I have no clue. Whereas I've watched a lot of other people after their first investment just be like, ah, I didn't make my first investment back so I can't invest again or already put myself in debt. I can't put myself in debt anymore. I have to make it back. And here's the thing, like if you were to open up a store or a gym or even get just equipment, enough equipment to actually like train your clients um, with cable machines and all those things, like you would have to put yourself in debt. So why is it any different hiring a coach? Like a coach is a team member. A coach is somebody who's going to get you quicker to your goals, right? A coach is somebody who's actually going to hold you accountable, who you can go to and say, ah, I don't know what I'm doing today. <laughs> oh, hey, let's talk about it. Let's see where you are in your business. What's your intention? What do we have on our to-do list? Like having a coach forces you to stay accountable. However, you have to hold yourself accountable at the end of the day, you know, but if you've, so if you've done everything, you've, you focus on what you want versus what you have, you act from possibilities and not your current reality. You remove any distractions. You constantly assess what's working and you hire from day one and you have a plan. You are already like 20 billion steps ahead of where you might be right now listening to this podcast, right? And it's not easy. It's not easy going into debt to put yourself on the line. It's not easy to decide that, hey, I'm not going to go back to my current job. Or, hey, I'm setting this date as the date when I'm going to quit. You're just deciding that it's going to work. You can always reassess at the time because that's something that's on our list. You get to continuously reassess. But at the end of the day... If you're not deciding that this is for you, then I don't recommend to invest. But if you are, my Rise and Thrive group coaching program still has spots available. I don't know how many by the time you guys will be listening. It's probably around six. But at the end of the day, you get to decide what you want. And if entrepreneurship is what you want and you don't know how to get there, you get to hire someone. And yes, to make money, it requires you to spend money. And if you don't have that money, it requires you to go into debt for it. We get to make the money back. Very simple. Number five, deciding that this was going to work. I literally had written down that this is not an option. Entrepreneurship was just the thing I was going to do. Will I be a business coach forever? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Probably not. I don't have to see the whole staircase. I don't have to see the end I just have to know what I actually want. It's going to change. We go into things knowing it's going to change. Your fitness goals change. Your life goals change. Your partner goals change. Like everything in our life always changes. Entrepreneurship is no different. And as entrepreneurs, we literally have multiple interests. You can own houses. You can own businesses that run itself. You can own a franchise. You can have so many different things. You could rent out cars, like whatever it is that you want. 
You could make pillows. I don't know. Egg chairs. Like you literally can do whatever you want, but you have to start somewhere. And I see so many people get so caught up in like, oh, I might want to do this. And oh, I might want to do that. And oh, I'm not sure about this. And because I haven't decided that entrepreneurship is the thing and they haven't decided that it was actually going to work, it doesn't work because then they get sidetracked. Right? I had a client who was part of one of my one-on-one programs and she was just constantly not sure of if she even wanted this. She quit her job. She did absolutely beautifully. But then was always just questioning yourself like, oh, do I want to do this? And then she would hop on master classes for something else and then go and get an agent for acting and all these beautiful things. And she can do everything, but you can't do everything at once. Unless you're being super, super hyper-focused with your time, right? But if you're questioning like, oh, something else sounds better, so I'm just going to keep jumping around, that's just you distracting yourself from actually putting yourself in the line and making that decision, you know? So decide if you want this and decide that it is going to work because you get to decide how your life goes. You get to decide what it looks like. Number six Getting clear on what life and business you want in the future or I want it in the future. This list is kind of all in like 22 different tenses. I don't know if there are 22 of them, but grammar is not my strong point. But one way I plunged into entrepreneurship is I got really clear on what life and business I wanted in the future. Again, knowing that it's going to change. That's okay. But getting clear on what you actually want. I knew I wanted the house with monstrous windows. I knew I wanted a big, beautiful office. I knew that I wanted um, my credit cards paid off and I wanted enough money coming in to where I could actually pay off my debt. I don't know if I'll actually pay it all off at once or in a chunk or in two chunks or if I'll just keep paying whatever the $2,000 a month or whatever it is that they have me pay. Um, I'll decide that in the next few months. But it's really important to me that all of that was paid off. I didn't want to live in debt for the rest of my life. I didn't want to live like my mom who was just consistently struggling to pay things off until my grandparents passed away and she inherited a lot of money. Like I wanted to live my life now. I want to continuously travel after COVID. <laughs> I want a really beautiful car. You know, I have all of these things picked out and then I simply reflected and said, okay, is, are the jobs that I currently have access to going to give me the life I want? No. Okay. Then what business do I want? Again, it's probably going to change. I'm probably going to go into real estate. I'm probably going to do a lot of different things, maybe develop some mindset courses as well, because obviously I like a lot of mindset work, but right now I'm solely a business coach. Maybe I'll bring back in health coaching. I don't know. But what I do know is that I really like to help people. (laughs) And what I do know is that I want to be a very hands-on coach. I don't want a team of like 30 beneath me. I never really want to be on a stage of like thousands and thousands of people. I like smaller, more intimate groups. Right? So I'm very clear with what the business itself looks like. And at least the setup of it and my role in it. I want to coach, I want to create, I want to do podcasts. I like content. I don't like graphics. I hate graphics. I hate graphics. Can I say that again? (laughs) I just outsource that. Um, You know, I have the things that I want. I want to be doing every day. 
So design your life. Like, what do you want it to look like? What car do you want to be driving? Or if that's not important to you, then I don't know. What horse do you want? Like, what are the things that are really important to you? I want to be able to travel with my laptop and literally go all over the world. I want to live in Greece for a good portion of my life and be able to work. I don't never, I don't ever want to not work. That's not fun to me. I love, love, love working, right? So get clear on what you want your life to look like and business, and then just stay focused on that and do everything in your power to get there. Number seven is one of my favorite ones. I remembered what I was moving away from. So every time things got hard in my business or even get hard in my business, every time I doubt something, I doubt that I can get to the next level or especially in the beginning now, I would never like quit and go back to um, a different job. But in the beginning, when I was tempted to, when the money wasn't coming in as consistently, when I was struggling a little bit to get clients or, you know, upkeep um, income goals or pay off my debt and things like that, there were things that were led me that led me back to like, hey, go get that job. Hey, go get that job. But every time that would happen, I would just remember why I left it. It's kind of like a relationship. When you're in the relationship, you're like, or an old relationship, let's say that one that you are no longer a part of, hopefully, if this is the description of it, but you, when you're in a shitty relationship that needs to be like deaded five years ago, you just focus on all the bad things, right? You're like, oh, this is why I need to leave. And oh, this is not good because of X, Y, and Z, right? But then after the, the relationship, you're like, oh, wow, I don't know, John wasn't that bad. Why did I leave him again? It's like you forget all the reasons why things were really shitty. And then you just start to remember the good parts. And then you're like, oh, wait, should I go back to that? And that's the same thing with our our jobs that we don't like. It's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just go and I'll teach there twice a week. Or it's okay. I will just do that because it'll be easier. And it'll give me a little bit more wiggle room in my budget. You know, or at least I won't be like having zero dollars in my bank account or whatever it is. And we try and remember all of the good things. And then it's so easy to go back to them. And at the end of the day, we have to remember why we left in the first place. Because after we're in that scenario, it actually feels a lot better thinking back. It's like, oh, I could sit behind a computer and help patients again. Oh, I don't really mind writing notes, even if it's a per diem job, two days a week. Like, And then you go back to and you're like, ah, this is not what I want, right? So we have to get clear on what we actually want and remember what we are moving away from, right? Perhaps it's jobs that don't pay you more than like $50,000 or $100,000, like whatever the jobs are that you would have been a part of if you hadn't or if you ha- haven't <laughs> decided that entrepreneurship was the thing. But if you're listening to me, like you're with me, this is the thing. This is your thing. You are here for a reason. You have that knocking for a reason. Listen to it. Because remember what happens when you don't listen to it. Whatever that scenario is for you. I remember there was a point when I was waking up at 4 a.m. going to coach Orange Theory classes. Then I would go to the gym. I would have all my food. I was like starving all day long. I was so stressed. 
so tired. I even had false eyelashes. I will never go back to that. Maybe not say never, but like I would never right now. (laughs) Just because I looked so tired. I would be the bag lady with all my food. Oh, it was just so miserable. And then I would go work out or take an orange theory class or both. And then I would go to the kitchen and I would go and meal prep for my meal prep company. I'd go and buy all the food. Like it was from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day. And I never want to do that again. You cannot run a business from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. You're going to burn out. Sorry, Gary V. I highly disagree with you. <laughs> You're going to give up. Yes, what are you willing to do for it? But we're not stupid here. You cannot run on empty or like negative empty. So remember what you're moving away from. I was moving away from the 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. lifestyle. I was moving away from trading time for money. I was moving away from people only wanting to pay me like 40 or $60 a session and then not being consistent. That wasn't fun. That was not fun for me. Number eight, knowing that it's going to be a long journey. That is probably like one of the, I always say this, but it's like one of the main mindset shifts that we get to make as entrepreneurs. It is a long journey. There are going to be days where we wake up and we're like, ah, I can't do this. Or, ah, I don't want to do this. There are going to be roadblocks. There are going to be things that prevent us from succeeding. And it's up to us to keep going because we're in it for the long run. We're in it for the long run. Don't expect it to automatically make 5K months and that it's all going to be easy. Don't expect that every launch is going to go the way that you planned. Or even that your first few launches are. I have some clients who struggle to get clients for a year and then end up being massively successful because they didn't give up. They were in it for the long run. Right? Social media, even this podcast, even me talking about my income levels and all of those things and things that were easy for me in my business. It was only easy because I'd fucked up royally before that so many times. And honestly, fucked up like it was a bad thing. It was, <laughs> I don't know how that wouldn't be a bad thing, but it was actually a very good thing. They were all just lessons. Lessons of what not to go back to. <laughs> lessons of what not to go back to. And if I didn't have those lessons, I wouldn't be here today. I had sold for people for so many years and had definitely messed up lots of sales calls. I had undersold myself for plenty of years so that now I don't undersell myself. Right? I've made all of the mistakes for the past 10 years. That's why we hire coaches to help us through those mistakes even quicker. So whether you've invested already or you're just in massive amounts of debt or you're just really scared, maybe you have the money and or you don't have any debt and you're just like, I want entrepreneurship, I want this online thing to work. Just understand that it's going to be a long road and you might not see that immediate return, right? But if you opened up a regular shop, would you expect it to just automatically profit the first day you opened or the first time you launched a product? It's not easy, but it can be done. And it gets to be easy once you just start to learn and start to look at all of the quote-unquote failures as just lessons. And when you get to work with your dream clients, 
and you have people just continuously come to you. But before that, ah, (laughs) so many times I'm like, where are the clients? (laughs) But it's okay because now it's easy and I still struggle. So know that it's going to be a long journey. And now we have two more. Number nine, in the beginning of my business, this helped me so much. And it's still something that I focus on and I constantly have to refocus back to not looking at the monetary gain as my goal. Yes, I will sign 15 clients into Rise and Thrive. And yes, that will bring me, I think, 45,000, no more. Each one is 5,000, whatever that is. My math is awful. But, you know, it'll be a $50,000 launch. Yes, that excites the fuck out of me. Yes, that will allow me to hit my 100K goal for this quarter. Yes, all of those things are beautiful. Yes, I will have half a million dollars um, generated in my business at the end of 2020. And that stuff is all phenomenal. Like, I'm obsessed with all of that. However, if we are just posting, just launching, just DMing, just talking on a podcast, teaching, doing a free challenge to make the money, we will not make the money. Instead, what we get to do is focus on helping people, focus on fulfilling our mission, focus on doing the things because they actually make us really excited. Like talking on this podcast, teaching you guys actually makes me really excited. Doing my seven day free free training next week, next week and into the week after makes me really excited. Am I going to get clients? Yes. Am I focused on that? Yes. Do I have a goal? Yes. But what I'm more focused on is looking at the impact I make and the mission that I'm fulfilling and the amount of help that I give. And as I help, as I fulfill my mission, the money comes. And this is so, so, so important in the beginning because in the beginning, you're not going to be making money. You're going to be learning how to do the things to make money. You're going to be learning how to set your content up. You're going to be learning how to connect with clients or even what to say or how to say it. And ah, it's so much, right? There's going to be lots and lots and lots of blocks and it's perfectly okay. You're not like broken. This isn't like not meant for you. If you are in a place of just getting consistently overwhelmed and getting scared and backing down. Not every single day do we ever wake up and we're like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) It's just not possible. But if you look at it as like, what can I do today to fulfill my mission? And you've done all the things up to number nine. That will allow you to keep going and stay in business. Look at any, any rich person's success. In the beginning, it's always hard. Always. It doesn't, it's, you don't just reach 10K months, 20K months, 50K months, 100K months. Just off the bat. It doesn't work that way. I don't know. Look up like Mark Cuban or um, Damien, whatever his name is, the black dude on Shark Tank, like his, he was broke as fuck when he was young. It was, it wasn't easy. We just keep going. The people who succeed in entrepreneurship keep going. We keep going regardless of the money. And that's also like meant to be in a positive way. Like when you do get money, you're still not done. I remember I worked with a client who 
went from zero to 5k months with me and it was so beautiful um and she I remember the first launch that we did together um I think she signed 12 people into her program um and each one was I think five or six hundred dollars of a sale and so it was her biggest launch yet it got her like to really consistent months she was so happy and then on the next call I was like okay so let's plan out the next um, you know, the next few, few weeks in your business in the next few months. Um, she was already in launch when I, when I met her too, like she was right before, she was already ready for the launch. So we didn't get a chance to plan her quarter. She already had that planned, but she was like, Oh wait, I can't just rest. <laughs> I'm like, yes, of course you can. But the more you do the things, the more you keep pushing, even when the money comes in, the more prepared you will be for the next month and then the month after and the month after. So as entrepreneurs, we just continuously get to create. We continuously get to make content. We continuously get to use the next platform. We continuously get to grow our business. If you want a big business, if you want to grow your income, it takes consistent daily effort. And so it's important to not just focus on the money because then once you have the money, then you're like, oh, okay, I could chill. And technically, yes, you can, but what are the implications of that moving forward? And is, are you okay with that? If you are beautiful as of right now, like I'm just still hauling ass and doing the things and getting to the next level, getting to the next level, getting to the next level. Maybe there will be a time where I want to stop. Maybe there won't. I don't know. (laughs) I don't see it right now, you know? And if the money didn't come, you still keep going because you're not looking at the money goal, money as the sole goal. Just like weight loss, what gets you to actually lose weight? What actually gets you to be able to, I don't know, improve your mile time? Right? If you just based it off of the success of that end goal, you would have given up. But if you look at it as like, wow, I'm actually enjoying the things I do every single day. I'm enjoying the run, even though it's hard, right? And not every day is going to be perfect. Not every day you're going to be better. You know, then you're going to hurt your ankle and then you're going to, you know, then your glute is going to be inactive and then you're going to fuck up your shoulder somehow and all of those things. And then it's like, oh, those are all setbacks. Nope, that's just part of the process. We get to learn from it. Same thing in entrepreneurship. Stop looking at money as the ultimate goal. Have that, be specific, know what you want and do the things to get there. But focus on doing the things to fulfill your mission and the money will come. Number 10, I don't know, I feel like this should be more profound, but I'm going to go with it, um, is not running my business off of feelings. Oh, so important, so important, so important. I don't wake up and say, oh, how do I feel today? Do I feel confident? Do I feel this? Do I feel that? And then direct my actions off of it. I do the things regardless of how I'm feeling. And some people might disagree with me. um, But this is my truth. And I know that this got me here. Right? Now I get to like incorporate more feelings into my life. But I don't base my actions off of my feelings. I have the actions and they're just independent of my feelings. I write in my journal every morning, what are you feeling? And then of course I talk about everything but what I'm feeling. And then I go back and I'm like, Johnny, just say what you feel. Ah, I feel stressed or ah, I feel tired or ah, I'm so excited. Like (laughs) apparently it's all the same Oz, but you know, like I still acknowledge what I'm feeling. I just don't let it impact. It's just separate. 
from the things I do in my business. And even since I've been through this spiritual awakening and since I've been a lot more connected to my feelings and myself and um, nature and the universe, like there have definitely been times that are more challenging to really integrate my feelings into my life while doing the things in my business. But ultimately, like, it's not a question of if I'm going to do the things. It's never a question of if I'm going to do the things. I just wake up and do them. And I'm excited to do them. I'm excited to record these podcasts. I'm excited to create content. I'm excited to be an entrepreneur. I don't base what I do based off of previous successes. I just do the things. I don't base what I do off of my confidence level that day. I just do the things and I learn what makes me more confident, what makes me feel like I have more energy. If you have like, a, uh, this is a teaching from Nathaniel Salas, Epic Human. He's my spiritual coach's partner. Um, he was like, if there's, if you think of like a thermometer, what's your temperature that day when you wake up? If like 70 is like where you want to be, then how are you feeling? You know, or if you think of, a scale from zero to a hundred. What's your energy level? What are you feeling today? If a hundred is like ideal and zero is like, uh, I just need to lay in bed. What do you feel like constantly reassessing that is important and then learning from that. But I don't change my actions based off of that feeling that day. Unless like I really, really, really need to. And I've just been pushing way too hard or something like that. But on a general basis, I just learn, okay, why am I at a 50 versus a versus a hundred? And how can I constantly be closer to that hundred? Oh, beautiful. I get to have a long morning routine. I get to put on essential oils. I get to eat a lot of French toast like I did this morning. And Joe and I were like bouncing off the walls. I get to have sex. I get to do all the things that make me feel good, take care of my health. And as I do that, my stuff goes up to a hundred. My level goes up to a hundred. And then I feel really good. But this morning, honestly, if I'm being super honest with you guys, I felt like dog shit. <laughs> Joe and I, like, we got to really communicate about something that we were both bothered by. My godmother passed away on Thursday. Um, I'm not going to New York for the funeral, which is also impacting me. My sister's really struggling. My whole family's struggling. And I'm in Texas and not in New York and can't be there. Like, there's just, Hunter was going off on dogs this morning. Like, there's so many things that I just was not feeling it. If you had asked me this morning on a level of zero to a hundred, how I felt, I probably would have said like 50, maybe even less like 30. And then I was like, okay, what do I need to get closer to that hundred? I walked around for an hour by myself without Joe, without the dogs, without anything. I thought I cried. Then I came in and I talked to Joe and then I ate French toast. And now I'm here sitting here. I uh, posted, I made connections. Like I did the things to actually get me back to that hundred. I reflected and I did things, but I'm still here. If I had based it off of my feeling this morning, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't feel very good. I wouldn't be very motivated to do anything. But I just learned what it takes to get me closer to that hundred and I keep doing it. So when I say I don't run my business off my feelings, like, yes, your, your feelings impact your business. But you know what actually impacts it more is your ability to, like, pull yourself up towards that hundred or pull yourself out of that negative spiral and do the things more. Treat yourself better, you know? 
So with that being said, thank you, lovely humans, for listening to me. I hope that you guys got some motivation, got some inspiration. If you are ready to plunge into entrepreneurship, regardless of how much debt you have, regardless of if you are like, yes, this is it for me, because if you haven't actually done the things and gotten the clients and you're probably not there yet, but you want to be there. You want to move away from the life you currently have. You want to move away from the current jobs you have. And you have a deep burning mission, burning passion to change the health, happiness, or wealth of society. Then my Rise and Thrive group coaching program is for you. We have probably less than six spots left by the time you are listening to this. It is a four-month group coaching container where we focus on One month of connecting, connecting to your mission, connecting to your content, connecting to your ideal client. We focus on marketing. We focus on launching. We focus on sales. And we focus on program creation. So by the end of the program, you will have launched your first or your next product. You will have made your first or your next four figures in your business. And you will have content strategies, programs built out. Know how to connect with your ideal clients. Everything is going to be so, so, so clear And you get four months of group coaching calls with me. We have one each week and you guys get an epic bonus of having 16 office hours. So in addition to the 16 group coaching calls, you're going to have weekly office hours with me helping you through every aspect of your business that you are working through that week. I added this in special for this launch because I reflected on last one and I said, what could have made this a little bit better? And I think that having me a little bit more um, weekly would have been super helpful. So in the beginning of the week, you're going to learn at the end of the week, we get some help and we get to reflect and we get to set our new to do's and you have my eyes on your business. You also get Slack access. Um, and we have, I believe four guest coaching, uh, calls with some of the best entrepreneurs in the field. Um, all of that is going to be on the landing page, which will be live on the 22nd. If you are listening to that beforehand, the, the link is in the show notes for you to apply, or you can simply DM me. The price point is $5,000 paid in full or $6,000 on a payment plan. So yes, it's an investment, but if you're not happy with where you currently are, let's take the action and get you the fuck out of there. I want to see you fucking succeed. I do. I do. I do. Probably more than you want to see yourself succeed. And I will be there to help you every step of the way. Okay, I'm going to end that awkwardly. I love you all and I will talk to y'all later.